What is up, everyone? Back for another edition of the BBB Podcast. It is episode 30 for a special NBA playoff edition. Joining us again is Adon Langbaum. How's it going, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? Doing great. Osei Ligby, that was a great apology. Thank you very much for that. And we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Starting off with the number one seed Raptors versus the number eight Washington Wizards. The Raptors, this is their first number one seed in franchise history. Third in offensive rating, fourth in turnovers, sixth in assists, third in three-point shooting, sixth in defensive rating. Team is really good statistically. Um, You know, like their starting lineup, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, uh, all-star, playing really good this season. Um, Serge Ibaka is really good. Um, I think they have a little bit of a problem with uh, having not enough shooters on the outside. Uh, which could present some problems later on in the series. Uh, Osei, what do you think about Honestly, the Raptors? It's going to be good because, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, they've been in the playoffs for the past, I think it's like two or three years together. And so they have that great chemistry. They're ready to get it. Um, they, they're going to have no problems if they do what they've been doing the whole season long. You know what I mean? Like they've been one of the best teams in the East all season, obviously. And as long as they don't, you know, get into the same like bad habits where they're like choking a little bit in late games, they'll be perfectly fine. So. I am loving how Pascal Siakam is looking this season. Don, what do you think uh, about the you Raptors? Know, I like the Raptors, but I I don't have full trust in them. I kind of they kind of feel like that um, that Hawks team a couple years ago who won like sixty five <laughs> games. No, and everybody like, everybody already ripped them off because even though they won sixty games, they're, they're like not they're gonna lose anyway. Yeah, <laughs> not Hawks. No, they're, I think, they're, I think better, they're better than, than that. that. That's that's no disrespect. disrespect. I don't. Hey, the Hawks were great then, but. No disrespect to that. I just I don't think that they are you know on the level with the Cavs um, just because of LeBron. But that being said, the Raptors are still a very solid team, um, and they will they will win this first round series. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, that. I don't I don't think they're like I don't know. I'm not feeling them. I don't feel them every year. I guess they disappoint me every year. So. They're going to have to prove themselves this year. Yeah, the only reason I don't see them, like, you know, popping yeah. off and uh, not winning the series is if we get, you know, all-star John Wall and he goes off for, you know, 30, 10, and 5 every game, I think they should have him in the bag. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the the Wizards themselves are lucky to have John Wall back. Uh, he was out there for a while. Have a couple all-stars on their team in John Wall and Bradley Beal, led by Coach Scotty Brooks. Fourth and three-point shooting, uh, fourth and assist per game. Um, had a good season despite all the injuries, but uh, I agree with y'all. I think the Raptors should be okay here, but you know what? I, I think the Wizards can grab a couple games from them. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick 4 2 uh, Raptors. Uh, Ose, what do you got? Yeah, for this I'm going to go the same way. I'm going to go with 4 2. Yeah, Adon? Raptors the six for sure. All right, moving on to the next series. We got. Scroll up here. Number two, Boston versus number seven, Milwaukee Bucks. The Celtics have just been ravaged by injuries this season. Lost Gordon Hayward early in the season. Now have lost Kyrie Irving uh, to a bacterial infection uh, from some screws in his knees. So Terry Rozier stepped up pretty good. Uh, Horford's playing good defense. Tatum and Brown have have expanded offensively. And uh, I really like this team. Um, What's really interesting is to see – how many players they have in the top 10 in defensive rating. They got Aaron Baines, second. They got J- Jason Tatum, eighth. They got Jalen Brown, seventh. This team can play really oh, good defense, sure. and they're not really scared of – they're not scared of anyone right now, uh, despite all the injuries, which is good to see. Um, Coach Brad Stevens, I think, you know, you could honestly 
put it, peg him for a coach of the year, just uh, what, from what he's had to deal with. Uh, they're third in points allowed. Um, they're second in three-point shooting. I really like this team. Uh, the Bucks, though, I could see Giannis being able to go off and uh, take this game over. But staying with the Celtics, Ose, what do you think about this? the, the Boston yeah, see, Celtics? Yeah, that's the thing. Like on the surface, everyone thinks about you know Kyrie being out, Gordon being out. But like you said, I mean, having Brown, Tatum, and everyone forgets about Marcus Smart, of course, and Horford, that's a pretty solid Celtics squad right there. And who's to say, you know, um, Kyrie won't come back, you know, by time if a game six rolls around or, you know, by the second round if they win this one. So I think they have a good chance. And, the, yeah, the only the, – the outstanding factors, of course, is you can have Gian, Giannis on the uh, opposing side. But as long as every every player contributes and do what they've been doing, it should be okay. Adon, what do you think about the Celtics this season? Um, I like the Celtics, but I, I think they're too injured to win this series, in my opinion. I think that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, um, I think they're too young to take over big games. So, like, if it comes down to the wire, who's going to take that last shot? If Kyrie and Gordon Hayward are both out, that's my concern with the Celtics, and I think they're going to lose these close games. I think these games are going to be close, and I think they will lose them to the Bucks, just because I think this is Giannis's year. I think Giannis will go off, and I think Giannis is going to be very clutch and close out some of these very key games. Yeah, and people forget about Jabari Parker on the on the Bucks right now. He's have like he's had a great April to be honest. And when you've got a guy like uh, Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Jennings, you know, um, who are just you know both at the point right now, it's a very hard team to beat. Like let's be honest here. So yeah, they're, I think they're a much more clutch team. You're right. Than the Celtics yeah, that's right a good now. point. It's a good point. Yeah, Giannis, uh, a lot of people's third ballot in uh, for their MVP vote. Fifth in usage with 31.2. Fourth in player impact rating. All-star starter. Guess what, though, guys? Guess what I was looking at when I was uh, looking at this team's last in rebounding percentage, 39.8. Literally dead last in the league. And I think that could come back to bite them. Um, This team has played a little bit better defense ever since firing Mm -hmm. Jason Kidd. Uh, You know, they're just pressing all the time and just kind of look black to day school. Uh, But, you know, and it looks a little better, but not great. Um, You know, and I – if it really, I think it just comes down to how much Giannis can take over this game or the series. Um, I think I, I think the series is going to go seven games, um, and I think I would like the Celtics just with that home court advantage there. And uh, you know, I, I agree that it, it I almost feels like Giannis this year, uh, but this team still feels a little uh, playoff wise and experienced. Uh, so I will go Celtics in seven. Uh, Don, what do you got for this series? I got Bucks in six. I think that um, I think that it's a good matchup for the Celtics because I don't think the Celtics are a good rebounding team either. They don't have like massive bigs, kind of like you know Philly. Um, yeah, and I think I think the Bucks are going to close out very close games and they're going to seal it in six. All right, Ose, what do Celtics you got? In six. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that overall, um, the Celtics just have a better coach team right now, to be honest, and. Um, even though they're, they have got a couple injuries, they're more, a little more consistent in my favor. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's a little underrated. Uh, you know, having Brad Stevens, who has quickly ascended to one of the more elite coaches in the NBA, um, going up against – yeah, going up against replacement coach Joe Prunty, I just – you know, so so often in the playoffs, it comes down to what small adjustments can you make in the roster and, you know, defensive assignments and adjustments on pick and rolls. Having a great coach like that can really can honestly win you, uh, can exactly. get you a I game. Mean, yeah, look at the Spurs. So, I mean, just the way that having a coach like uh, Pop has been able to help him like cinch it. So, 
Yeah, that's true. All right, so let's keep it going. Next, we got uh, number three seed 76ers versus number six Miami. Your oh, team, Osei. Uh, <laughs> um, so before, before we switch over to the Miami uh, team, let's start with the 76ers. Um, this team oh is finally the result of trusting the Bro, process. The and seven-year process, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely a lot of trust, but, man, listen to these stats. Seven in points per game, first in rebounds per game, second in assists per game, led by Joel Embiid and, uh, quote-unquote, rookie Ben Simmons. <laughs> um, this team really wants to make a deep run in the playoffs and also have a shot for LeBron in the offseason. Also third in defensive rating at uh, 102.2. And beats rocking that Batman mask right now, dealing with his orbital fracture. Uh, Looks like he might not make the first game, but he should be back pretty soon. But Embiid, man, sixth in player impact estimate, has the second highest usage in the league. Um, you know, start, you know, this lineup is just looking good. Ben Simmons is looking has a probably will win the rookie of the year, seventh, seventh and assist percentage. Uh, JJ Reddick can score. You got Robert Covington, who's also a great defender. He's fourth in defensive rating. Uh, Dario Saric and Amir Johnson while uh, Joel Embiid is out. Um, Coach Brett Brown has uh, finally led this team. Uh, looks like they have a legitimate shot uh, to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, like this team so far, Osei, what do you think about the process? Yeah, honestly, that I mean, eventually it, it all came out. It came down to, and they've become like the team everyone's been hoping and waiting for. You have a massive squad. You know, the the when you're factoring your your forward is uh, Ben Simmons. You got big guy Joel Embiid. Um, they've got great <laughs> shooters, uh, JJ Redick and Marco Bellinelli. I mean, they can shoot the lights out any day. Let's be honest here. Uh, TJ McCullough. I thought Marco Bellinelli was a great grab for Honestly, them in the midseason. Yeah, like, he really oh, was. Yeah. He really was. And like they really started. They got the, they got all the pieces here to shape up. And like like you said, the process is really complete now. And as long as they you know do what they've been doing, they can make an impact here. All right, bounce pass over to Adon. What do you think about the 76ers? Yeah, I think the process is complete, man. Like it's their team is stacked. And Fultz just came back, and Fultz had his first triple double, youngest ever mm-hmm. player to get a triple double. Uh, Simmons um, is playing, you know, out of his mind. Rookie of the year for sure. Triple double threat every night. It's like a mini LeBron. Um, Embiid, Sarge, Bellinelli. You got a. They got a very deep squad. Um, and I think that. Yeah, I don't think they'll have a problem taking over the Heat. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a quick series. The, the Sixers are on fire right oh, now. Oh, I feel attacked. All right, so we'll switch it over to Osei's uh, hometown team. Um, Got to say, man, they're kind of mediocre in a lot of categories. 17th oh, yeah. in three-point percentage, 19th in rebound percentage, 18th in assist percentage. You know, and it's, it's a playoff team that didn't have an all-star until Kevin Love went down. Uh, Goran Dragic filled that role, but before then they did not have one. They do play good defense, uh, seventh in that category. Um, rookie Bam Adebayo has looked really good. I can't wait to see him in the coming years. No, um, but you know, I you know, Coach Eric Spolstra has done a pretty good job at this team. A lot of people have him like third or so in their Coach of the Year ballots. Um, I would say I don't expect this team to play really good against the Sixers. I don't see them being able to match up too well. Um, but Ose, why don't you give the case? Yeah, honestly, in my opinion, is. I think we're going to take them the distance, but it's going to be it's either going to be a a very bad loss or a hard fought win because I mean when it comes down to it, the Sixers are just a younger, healthier, more athletic squad. 
Um, of course, you know, we've got the veteran Dwayne Wade. He can still, you know, pop off on you for 25, 5, and 10 or whatever. But at the same time, like, he's just not the same D-Wade from five years ago. But the good thing about Miami Heat right now is that we've got players who have stepped up to the challenge, like Kelly Olnick. He's had some amazing 30-point nights. Um, Dion Wears, of course, been very consistent. Hassan Whiteside is a double-double machine. Gron Dragic, assisting machine. And, like, we work very well together. It's just a matter of hoping and praying that we just get them down the distance and beat them in the paint. Also probably need a Hassan Whiteside to play pretty well as well. Uh, He's got to play on his best, yeah. All right, so Adon, uh, what do you think about the Heat? And then go ahead and give us your prediction. Um, I think the only thing, the only advantage the Heat has is experience. Um, they have Dwayne Wade, you know, two-time NBA champ. They have Drajic, who's been in the league ten years. Um, they have they have experience. Bolstra, of course, uh, I think is a better coach, um, but they don't have the athleticism to match. Um, I think Whiteside has been declining as a player. He'll need to have a monster series. And so, and Dwayne Wade would need to turn back the clock. But I don't think he'll be able to do that for every single game. Uh, I think you'll have like one or two classic D Wade moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have great role players, but um, the Sixers have better role players. So I just think they just get outmatched kind of like in every position. And what's uh, your prediction? Uh, my prediction is Sixers and five. All right. You know, I kind of I kind of see this uh, starting off quick, uh, 2-0, and and then I could easily see the heat. You know, you got Dwayne Wade coming on a homecoming game playoff. Crowd's going to be hyped. They're probably going to bust out the all uh, hot white as they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they call that, white hot? Yeah, um, the other white hot. I could see them getting game three, and it would probably come down to how much of, of a fight the, the heat can put up in game four. Um, so, but I'll take, uh, just for you, I'll say, I'll take the Sixers and six. We'll make it a, we'll make it a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> just for you. Just I for you. So, so, um, I'll say, what do you got? In my endless optimism, Miami and seven. It's going to be tooth oh, and nail. It's going to be tooth and nail. <laughs> We're going to pull it out. <laughs> we are not, we are not trusting the process here. All right. Last, last yeah. uh, matchup over in the East and it is Cleveland versus Indiana. So, God, let's start with the Cavs. What what a wild run it's been for them. Uh, basically an entirely different roster than where they started. You know, lots of teams have changes. Uh, but this team, more than others, you really just have to look back at recent performance and not uh, for the stats for the whole season. Um, so for the ones that I read off, I actually ran it per 100 possessions instead of over the season. Uh, they're fifth in points per game. They're fifth in three-point percentage. Uh, 25th in rebounding, so that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, But why don't we start off with LeBron. Played all 82 games. All-star, looking incredible. A lot of people's uh, second or first uh, ballot for the MVP. Um, You got new players such as Rodney Hood, Jeff Green. uh, Kevin Love is back healthy, uh, also an all-star. I think this team should be good. I think they'll be able to handle the Pacers. Uh, but, you know, can't say enough about what LeBron James is doing at this stage in his career. Um, you're hearing it all over the place that it's probably one of the best statistical seasons he's ever had. Uh, looking really good. Playing all 82 games. Osei, uh, this used to be your boy, still is your boy. Uh, why don't you talk about the Cavaliers for us? Yeah, honestly, like you said, he's a stat machine right now. He's just he's so consistent and efficient as a player. He's really just, you know, he's really coming to his own here. And the good thing about the Cavs right now is even though they've had like some massive changes, they still have their core squad of, you know, Kevin Love, J.R. Tristan, and LeBron, of course. 
But when you when you look at who they went through, uh, being Dwayne Wade, Rose Crowder, and and upgrading to you know Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, George Hill, it's just been a massive upgrade in terms of like you know of of the youth and athleticism that LeBron brought to his team. He essentially took players who were great in their own right and would already prove themselves and went younger than that so they can get some longevity here in the playoffs. It's going to pay off. I mean, hey, you got Rodney Hood instead of instead of soup throwing J.R. Smith. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. that's always a good one. Yeah. Uh, Adon, what do you think about the Cavs this season? Um, I think the Cavs are a very interesting team this season. Um, I don't think they're going to be a runaway favorite at all, and I think the Pacers will give them a tough time. But I think that you know they have LeBron. LeBron is peaking right now. I mean, when is he not peaking? <laughs> but I think that the Cavs. With I think that LeBron will have a solid playoff run just because he'll be dominating the ball like completely. Like he, nothing is going to be blamed on anybody else. It's all going to be on him. He's going to have the ball at all times. Like I think he will take over as point guard throughout the entire playoffs. Um, and he the, the biggest key is is if the guys around him is going to be able oh, to definitely. make shots because LeBron is going to be throwing crazy passes. He's going to be setting his teammates up. And if all of his teammates can drill threes, and if he can, you know, thread the needle down to Larry Jan- Larry Nance and Tristan Thompson for like an alley oop or like a quick slam, if he can control the game, and then all of his role players play hundred percent. Then yeah, I mean, like it's hard to beat them, but that's going to be hard to do that every game. So I I don't think they're as good as when they had Kyrie, obviously, but I think they'll be okay. So let's switch it over to the other side. Pacers, fifth seed in the East. There are the surprise team uh, from this conference, all on the back of Victor Oladipo, who has excelled now that he's out of the shadow of Russell Westbrook. You know, this was the only team I did not pick to make the playoffs out of the East, and they really play a weird style of ball. They've basically perfected, or close to perfected, the, the mid-range shot, sixth and field goal percentage at 472 and they're not taking many threes, which is basically the opposite of the league right now. They're 26 <laughs> in three-point attempts per game, uh, 21st in defensive rebounds a game, and 20th in overall rebounds. So both these teams are not the best at rebounding. Um, Victor Oladipo is ninth in the league in usage. All-Star Reserve has basically led this team. Um, Darren Collison has been a good point guard for them, first in the league in assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, Miles Turner out of Texas, Hook'em Horns, uh, has been uh, playing a lot better under Coach Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this team has a lot has uh, exceeded all expectations. I mean, this when you really look at this roster, yeah, I would expect them to be uh, towards the bottom of the conference um, when the season started, but they have really surprised, and I think they'll probably surprise a little bit in this playoffs too. Um, but ultimately, one team has LeBron, one team doesn't. Uh, so I'll probably go with the Cavs here. But before I get my prediction, I'll slide it back over to Ose. What do you think about the Pacers and what's your prediction? Yeah, dude, it's going to be a really crazy uh, – it's going to be a crazy series because the place, the, the Pacers are a little bit smaller. Um, but Darren Collison can surprise you. Corey Joseph can surprise you. Um, obviously, Victor Aldebo has been having a great season and stuff. Yeah. And then you've got your boy Lance Stevenson, which is – I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be comical. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be comical. I think you know, just gonna be a little bit of a homecoming for the both of them. But it's gonna be uh, like you said, they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting tooth and nails to be able to get a win out of this. Whereas LeBron, this is gonna be his warm up. You know, obviously, is uh, to get his guys in that player for the uh, that player for speed. So 
You think he tries something again with the blowhole blowing oh, in the air? Oh, he's got to. Oh, he's got to for sure. There's, <laughs> there's no way he lets him get away with that. Get away with you know not trying to get under his skin. It's gonna be it's gonna be impressive. All right. So, what was your prediction one more time? Um, I'll give I'll give paces one game. So, Cavs and five. All right. Slide it back over to Adon. Yeah. Uh, what you got uh, from the Pacers and uh, what's your prediction for this series? Um, I I think the Pacers are pretty good actually. I think they're they're. A, Sneaky, gritty team. Um, Oladipo, Miles Turner. Um, they have like really good non superstar talent. So, like, right on the edge of being a superstar. But, you know, they're all like really solid players. I like them a lot. And I think they're going to push LeBron in the Cavs. Um, but I got Cavs at seven. Cavs? Oh, so you see wow. them going the distance. Oh, Interesting. Okay, okay. okay. I see. I see this going the distance. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I just because I don't think the Cavs. Oh, dude, are that would be piss LeBron right off if it took seven games. I like that. Beat the. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, d- despite despite some horrific uh, decision making from Tristan Thompson, that very well could bring out the curse of the Kardashians. Um, I'll go with the Cavs here, and um, but I, I kind of agree with the Don. I think the Pacers would probably steal a game in Cleveland. Um, you know, I could see this team just catching the Cavs, napping uh, for this first round season or series, thinking that they'll sweep by, and. Um, and I could easily see them getting one back in uh, Indiana as the field house back there, right? And I'll, t- I'll take them. Yeah. I'll take, but I'll still take the Cavs four uh, two. All right, so let's switch it over to the West. The, jeez, the very tough West. Oh, um, what a what a what a wild run it's been over there. I mean, just to, to see the Nuggets not make the playoffs uh, is pretty insane, considering how good of a team. I think they are. I think they could have easily made the playoffs in the East. Yeah, they could. Uh, but we'll start off with the Rockets versus the Timberwolves. The Rockets don't have a, so much to say. First in the West, have blazed through the league basically this entire season, led by James Harden, who will likely win the MVP. Yeah, they're second in points per game, one uh, with 112.7. Now listen to this. They have five players in the top five in offensive rating Lord and nine in the top ten. Oh, I mean, wild. you got James Harden, all-star, number one in player impact estimated, 114.6 offensive rating, which is the fourth highest. You got P.J. Tucker, who's fifth in offensive rating with 114. Clint Capella, ninth in offensive rating with 113.2. Chris Paul, first with 116.6 and then they still got eric gordon coming off the bench with 115.7 who's second in offensive rating i mean the best one of the best they have they have five players in the four players in the top five and and nine in the top 10 like good god like mike mike d'antoni basically looks to have finally found the players he needed to perfect his system they're seventh in points allowed. They're even playing better defense. They uh, they lost him about Mute for the, probably the first round with a dislocated shoulder. Uh, but man, what a season this team has had so far. Uh, Ose, what do you think about the Rockets? See, that's the thing, man. It's just it's it's what seems like these. You seem to have like it's going to be an easy win for them to be honest. You mean James Ar- James Harden's obviously the MP- MVP favorite. Chris Paul is going to be making. Um, the Timberwolves look like kids out there, to be honest. He's just a great ball handler. He is just so, like, he's so, um, his uh, core vision, his IQ, his basketball IQ is off the charts. Um, obviously, the Rockets are bigger than them, stronger than them, athletic. It's going to be a pretty easy win for him, to be honest, for this first round. 
And I got a little too excited there, but uh, I should probably correct four players in the top five in offensive rating and five oh, in the okay. top ten. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah. uh, I, I, I think yeah. Chris Paul has been basically the key to unlock uh, D'Antoni's system. Um, I think Clint Capella is playing out of his mind. Uh, but Adon, what do you think about the Rockets? Yeah, the Rockets are unreal, man. They're uh, easily the best team in the NBA right now. Um Harden is on another level. Like it's just it's crazy to see. Like he just jacks up shots and they go in. It's crazy. Chris Paul, you know, doing his thing, crossing over people like crazy. Um yeah, and I think they're just gonna like manhandle the wolves, like just like treat them like children. I, I think that like Chris Paul and James Harden just alone is just gonna like run them in circles. It, you're just gonna have like the wolves are just gonna have like white <laughs> eyes the entire time. I think Jesus. It's gonna be easy. All right, so let's switch it back over to the Wolves. Um, eighth in the West, they finally ended their playoff drought, which is the longest in the NBA, haven't uh, played since 2004. Uh, they're eighth in points per game, uh, 27th in rebounds, though, despite having Cat, uh, which is kind of a concern. Um, I'm sure they're probably glad to have Jimmy Butler back, but I don't think it's going to matter much against these Rockets. Um, Jimmy Butler, an all-star. Colorado Anthony Towns, an all-star. Uh Coach Tom Thibodeau basically runs these starters into the ground with their minutes, and I think it uh, could come back to bite them here in the playoffs. Uh, but Osei, what do you think about the Timberwolves, and uh, what's your prediction? Yeah, you know, congrats to the T-Wolves for ending that playoff drought, which is like a, a league record, if I believe um, was correct. And yeah, it's it's going to come down to you having them having uh, less playoffs experience and less um, takeover game sort of players than the uh, Rockets. So obviously it's going to be exciting to watch Cat and Anthony Wiggins and um, Jimmy Butler do their thing. But, I mean, when your next best player, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I mean, has yet to got, get past, what, the third, second round of the playoffs. And, you know, Cat and Wiggins are still so young. Derek Rose, injury prone and still just, you know, trying to work his way back. And Jeff Teague is also doing pretty well, but they just won't be able to compete. Like the matchups, the matchups going either way, the Rockets have the advantage every single time. All right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's what's and uh, what's your prediction over there, Osim? Uh, I'm gonna go with the first round sweep, man. It's gonna be four. Yeah, oh, bring out be, the broom. It's be pretty, I don't believe. Don, be you bring it, you bringing out the broom? Oh, yeah, wow. it's gonna be a quick two games, and then after that, uh, it's gonna be downhill. I don't, <laughs> it's gonna be downhill to oh, that. Oh, Jesus. I lo- I like on paper the Wolves roster. Oh, I know. Dirty, like, it looks so it is, nice. You're it's right. Sick. Like, you know, they have it looks awesome. Rose, they have Teague, they have Wiggins, they have Butler, they have Cat, they have Gibson, like they have a full roster of capable players. Uh, but I think honestly it's the coaching that I don't think like that like I watched their game against the Nuggets and everything was just like scratching and clawing. Like all of their possessions. Um, I think that just I think you know, the middle tier in both defensive and offensive. Um, and yeah, Jimmy Butler, he's a great player, but he's not, I don't think he can take over games just yet. And, you know, Cat and Wiggins are very young still, you know, they're just first time in the playoffs for both of them. And they're still like mm-hmm. early twenties. Um, I, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun to watch. And I think that, I, I think that the first like couple quarters will be good. But I think the third quarter Rockets will just right. like take over every time. Uh, but I got Rockets in five. I do think that the Wolves can steal one, like game three or like game four, like they'll hold off a sweep because like the crowd's gonna be so hype in Minnesota. So they'll 
do it'll, it'll be Rockets and Thunder. Uh, you know, looking at just all the matchups, you know, there's going to be a sweep out there, and I think this is going to be it for me. Um, you know, like you said, Adon, this team, this team's roster on paper is just out of this world, and it'll be really interesting to see what they can do with the second year under their belt next season. Uh, but for now, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick the Rockets in a sweep. Uh, this team is just playing too damn good. So back up to the top, we got um, the Golden State Warriors versus the number seven, our San Antonio Spurs. The Warriors have kind of had a struggle of a season by their standards. Um, Curry's hurt. Um, assuming they can stay, he can get back healthy. I think they'll probably even be a pretty big favorite uh, to win the title once again. They just have four All Stars in their starting roster. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to you know it's it's too hard to forget how uh, easily this team can just dominate games. Um, they're first in points and assists per game. Um, you got Clay Thompson, an All Star, Kevin Durant, an All Star, who's third in offensive rating. Uh, Draymond Green, and then the ghost of JaVale McGee back there. Um, so <laughs> I expect the Warriors uh, to take this series, uh, try to get healthy, uh, and and still look good. Um, I think the bigger conversation is on the other side for the Spurs. But Ose, what do you think about the Warriors? Yeah, same thing. Honestly, they're gonna be like they're gonna be using this game to just really get their arms, and their pieces back together. Um, this is going to be a. It's, it's kind of like a weird. Uh, a weird start for the Warriors because you know they've been top in the West for the past like, what three, yeah, years, three years, two yeah. years, I believe. So I mean they're gonna be, yeah, exactly. So they're gonna be coming off like you know some really hot playoff seasons, and now they're kind of starting off just a tiny bit downtrodden with the injuries. However, I mean like I mean the seating doesn't lie. They've they're up 30, 23 more games in the Spurs, and so that's what's gonna carry them. All right, uh, uh, Don. What do you think about the Warriors this season? Um, yeah, you know the Warriors are still the Warriors. I think people are sleeping on them because of their injuries, but. You know, once Curry comes back, I think that they'll be they'll be ready to make that run for the championship. But that being said, without Curry, they don't look that great. Like they don't. I guess I never really. Re- nobody, I guess, realized how important Curry is. He's you know he has kind of like that LeBron effect, where if he's in, the team that's is right, just right. so much better than when he's out. But, yeah, so I've been watching them. They just got, like, trashed by the Jazz, like, a couple of minutes ago, like, 40 points without Curry. Um, you know, like, they they need that ball-dominant point guard, um, and they don't have him. But, you know, I think – I mean, Curry will come back. I think he'll come back either, like, mid-series or next series. But if he doesn't come back, I, I think the Spurs can give him a little bit of a hard time. But, yeah, I mean, the Warriors – the Warriors are the Warriors, and they're, they're going to make a run. It was pretty eye-opening to see uh, how bad the Jazz beat him down without Curry. I do agree with you a lot on that topic at dawn. Uh, Ose, what do you think about the Spurs? And then uh, go ahead and give us your prediction. Yeah, sure thing. See, this is what's going to happen with the Spurs. You know, they're just kind of – they're going to have their whole entire lineup. Obviously, Kawhi hasn't been there. And then out of the blue, it's going to be that scene from Lord of the Rings where, you know, Gandalf <laughs> comes and rescues them. It's going to be Kawhi walking down the tunnel – <laughs> with his new Aaron Jordans, and he's gonna come and rescue. He's gonna oh come God. and rescue them. He's gonna be like, you know, he's like, I've been training in the mountains. You know, I'm here. I'm ready to stay. I'm ready to go and get it. But I mean, that's just to, to see so, that. Um, go yeah, ahead, my go opinion. Ahead. Go ahead. What was that? Oh yeah. So I mean, in my opinion, obviously the Spurs are like the best. In my opinion, the best coach team in the NBA. And for that simple fact, they're going to win at least one game. They're not gonna get swept by the Warriors. Um, and of course, you've got you've, the Spurs have a pretty young squad. And if Lamarcus Aldridge can step up for. It just one solid from like two solid quarters in game three or four. 
I mean, they're going to put up a fight. Even if, Man, to see the, and so I'm to see it, the yeah. disrespect that people are giving on Kawhi sneakers when they release them is so bad. Oh, yeah. So uh, you got it, uh, Warriors 4-1, I'm assuming. That's right. Man, what an up and down season for the Spurs. You know, they start off so hot, probably thinking, okay, we just got to hold on until Kawhi gets back. And then, uh, okay, it'll be a little longer, but he's still coming. And then as the season wore down and the schedule got tougher, I mean, this team just really struggled. And, you know, you could almost tell, like, this team just wanted to make the playoffs and keep that streak alive. And, you know, I just I just worry that mm-hmm. now that that's done, uh, you know, they'll come in and they're just going to want to get to next season already. I mean, you know, like to see them play the Kings, the Kings, and, you know, they with a spot to clinch the playoffs <laughs> to, to keep a 21-year streak that's alive. Cool. On fan appreciation night, and they're <laughs> down four, and they're down fourteen through the third, like halfway through the third. Not good, man. I mean, if Brutal. if and, and like if Aldridge Brutal. isn't scoring, this team just does not have a consistent uh, second scoring option. Dude, they need him. He, they they need him to play like he played. And if, yeah, and if this defense way, yeah. isn't perfect and the three isn't going down, things get messy fast. I mean, <laughs> then you just start seeing Danny Green airballing shots, Patty Mills just <laughs> turning over the ball. I mean, things just really turn ugly for the Spurs in a hurry. It's so um, true. And I'm I'm sure Pop will have them, oh, you know, man. mentally ready for game one. And he's probably going to have a good game plan. And I'm sure – and I'll bet they'll be even – I wouldn't even be surprised if they're leading at half. And they may even get a chance to win it, but you saw what happened last year without Kawhi. The Warriors are just going to triple, quadruple team LaMarcus Aldridge. They're going to throw everybody in the kitchen sink and just not let him get the ball in the basket. And, you know, I just, I don't think anyone else is going to be able to step up. And if they can't, it's going to get really ugly. I mean, Rudy Gay has sometimes stepped up, sometimes Jazanti Murray. The, you know, you got, yeah, you got the fighting Bryn Forbes of the world. You got, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, when you're having a Levine, like, you know, like Davis Bertans, you know, just trying to shoot threes. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be tough to win a series against, you know, Kevin Durant, Traymond Green, Clay Thompson, and maybe even Steph Curry. Um, you know, but I could see this team. I could see this team maybe getting a game when they go back home, you know, just as like a potential last stand for Manu, um, you know, right. and, you know, try to get him a game, you know, with the home home crowd. Uh, but that's really all I got. It. I got the Warriors in five. Um, speaking of Manu, though, I think he's going to play another season, but that's just me. Uh, Adon, where are you going? Yeah, it's um, it's brutal to watch, dude. Like the Spurs, man. Like you were saying, things get ugly really quick. Like we have nobody to carry the offensive load. Like Lamarcus could only do so much because he's a big man. Like he's playing great, but he's a big man. Like he's not taking the ball up the court. And other than that, we have we have zero. Like we don't right. have like we are so offensively challenged. Like this is easily the worst first season I've ever seen since I've been alive. It's just hard to watch. It's like yeah, it it just gets ugly, man. It just it like we can hold as long as like if we're like mentally checked out and not making shots, we will just get blown out by 35 points. It'll just turn ugly so quickly. And I think what's going to happen is Saturday, the Spurs are going to play the Warriors. We're going to come out piping hot, lead at halftime, and then fall apart in the third like every single game, <laughs> every single time. Fall apart. Oh, I know. Third. Our, our third quarters have just oh, been man. disgusting. Um, you know, it has been kind of good. I'm sure this season will be good, you know, 
if assuming everything's fine with Kawhi next season, I'm sure this will be really good. You know, it's been great development for DeJounte Murray. It's been great development for Kyle Anderson, who I was starting to think was uh, going to become a lost cause, honestly. I mean, he was like, I think this is like his fourth season, and this is really the first time where he's actually uh, been looking to be pretty uh, useful. Um, you know, and props to uh, to Tony Parker for being able to take a back seat and not, you know, being a you know prima donna about it. Um, but I, you know, this 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 team is just ready to go on to the next season. Uh, so yeah, where's the five? Adana, where's the five? All right, all right. So let's go on to the next series, and I think um, no, that'll be the that'll be the four v five. All right, so for the three v six. Let me scroll up here. We got the Trailblazers versus the Pelicans. Uh, so I'll start with the Trailblazers. Sorry about that. Third in rebounds per game, last in assists per game. So this team's a little wishy-washy. Uh, ninth in defensive rating, a team that has always been close to breaking through, but I don't know if it's this year. I mean, Damian Lillard can sometimes just take over games. Um Eighth in usage, all-star. Uh, Coach Terry Stotts has kind of figured out a good starting lineup to run with these guys. I think Aminu has uh, looked really good this season. Um, CJ McCollum uh, finally looked to get hot against the Jazz in the final game of the season. Uh, so, Ose, what do you got with the Trailblazers? Yeah, something I've been saying with the Trailblazers is um, CJ and Damon have been doing the thing for a minute now. Um, they're just they're like a, a great one-two punch. Um, Evan Turner is like, he's going to be my sleeper favorite. Things are really going to come out into his own. And of course, uh, the backup Shabazz Napier, he is a solid backup. He's one of my favorite, uh, point guards to watch since he came out of, um, Connecticut and stuff. And it's, it's going to be a close game because these two teams are pretty evenly matched in terms of at least the point guard department. And of course the big guys. All right, Adon. And then what do you got for the trailblazers? Um, I like the trailblazers a lot. I think that. I think that they're a solid team, and I really wanted the Spurs to play them, but it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, Damian Lillard, he is he is built for the playoffs. Like this is his moment. I love Lillard. He's gonna shine. He's gonna play. He's gonna have monster games. He's gonna be super clutch. Um, CJ is gonna be a great second punch for him. Uh, Nurkic is playing great. He's really coming to his own. He's a uh, he has good finesse, big guy. Aminu is a good pro player. Um, they, yeah, they have they have a they have a solid team around them, um, and I think that they can definitely. I think that, I think that the Pelicans will give them a little bit of a tough time, but I think that the Blazers are just too. I think they're more offensively talented that they have to run away with it. Yeah, so let's switch it back over to the Pelicans. Six in the West, uh, playing hard despite the loss of Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. Really made a case for MVP there for a couple weeks. And it's probably like third. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, probably like third or fourth on most people's ballots. Right. Second in field goal percentage, tenth in rebounds, third in assists, third in points per game. Um, this team, I think, can score. I don't know if it'll be enough to uh, offset what uh, Portland will be able to do on the other side. I like Rajon Rondo, uh, fifth in assist percentage. Drew Holiday can always score. Anthony Davis is going to be able to do his thing. Um, but they have a, so a couple gaps there in this uh, roster, you know, at the small forward and center position. Um, so I see that the the Trailblazers were able to be able to poke some holes in it. Um, so Adon, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, anything you got on the Pelicans and uh, your prediction? Yeah, I think the Pelicans um, they're a solid team. They have obviously AD, AD and Rondo are they're they're a good you know big man point guard combo. Um, 
But yeah, they have holes and they have holes in their roster. And um, I think that they don't have enough offensive firepower to compete with the Blazers. Um, yeah, I think that just like just Lillard and McCollum alone, it's just going to be too much for the Pelicans to handle. Because I, I don't think that Rondo can necessarily guard Lillard, um, you know, like he used to. He's getting a little bit older, but so but I, I think they can give the Blazers a little bit. They can give them two games. So I'm doing Blazers four two. All right, Blazers four two. Osei, what do you got? Yeah, like what Adon said. I mean. Uh, Rodman's getting older. He he can't guard much anymore. He was never he never had to, you know he's not going to hit two free throws at the line. Um, but in my opinion, I think that Drew Holiday is one still one of the most underrated point guards in the league, up there with of course Damian Lillard and um, Kemba Walker. Because the guy he's a solid point guard. He's very consistent and he's he's Anthony Davis's uh, like you know he's like he the, like that that pairing right there is easily going to steal one or two games if they both you know go off for two uh, for thirty points each. Mm-hmm. And so sure. I also, yeah, I'm also going to give it a four too. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to, I think this is where we might see the trailblazers um, kind of slip up a little bit here. Uh, I think I'm actually going to agree with you all four two as well, just because, I mean, you're so right. Osei. no one can really stop Anthony Davis. Like when he gets going, yeah. he's just unguardable and exactly. to, you know, to not expect him to at least get a game, and then let the team compete for one. I think it's just a little disrespectful, as Stephen A. Smith would say. So I'll pick the <laughs> I'll pick the um, the Trailblazers in uh, six as well. So last series, and I think this is the one that is going to be uh, the closest, in my opinion, just in terms of every single game should be very close, very competitive, a lot of fun to watch. Um, and that is the Jazz versus the OKC Thunder. You know, the, on the West, the Jazz are the surprise team. Uh, it was the only team I did not pick to make the playoffs, and it's really led by Donovan Mitchell, uh, who's had a fantastic rookie season. This team has played great defense. They're second in points per- allowed. Uh, for a team that loses its star player in the offseason, and then their next player goes down with an injury for a good chunk of the season, it's been pretty remarkable to see how well they've been able to play. Um, Ricky Rubio stepped up really uh, a lot in this season. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, like I was talking about, is 10th in defensive rating, which is pretty good. And, you know, you, we, can, we can all see how well that guy can score. I um, mean, just seeing some games, uh, he just can, sometimes cannot miss. Uh, Rudy Gobert could be a defensive player of the year. And I think Quinn Snyder, uh, Coach Quinn Snyder, is also a candidate for Coach of the Year. Uh, so this team just has a lot of good pieces. Uh, Going to start off with home court advantage. So really like this team. Uh, Ose, what do you think about the Jazz? Yep, honestly, Donovan Mitchell. If if Ben Simmons had you know maybe maybe like you know two less PPG per game or whatever, Donovan Mitchell would be like, you know a run for the Roy or whatever. Just because they're so close and they go so head to head, and he's such an athletic leader. Um, Rudy Gobert, he's a seasoned player. You know, he's had a little bit more um, experience, obviously, than the than most of the team, to be honest. And Ricky Rubio, he's still one of my favorite point guards of all time because the dude is still he's still young in the NBA terms, but he's only twenty seven. Yeah, he's played a like a large span since like twenty ten, I believe. You know, he's got a lot of experience, not much playoff experience, but he can always you know get his guys the ball. He, he has like eight to ten assists per game. It's never a problem for him to get around and be able to score. So. It's going to be very close, like you said, but... All right. Uh, Don, why don't you give uh, your Jazz and OKC takes? I I love the Jazz. I think they're a sneaky team. 
Um, and they're gritty. Like, they're a good team. I, they're objectively good. They have Donovan Mitchell, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert, Ricky Rubio, Exum, uh, Crowder, and then they have Ingles. They have a ton of great talent. Um, solid role players. Donovan Mitchell is playing like a pro, a veteran. Um, yeah, and I think I I love the Jazz. Um, I think that they're going to give the Thunder so much of a hard time. And I think there's going to be a couple overtime games. Um, oh, that'd be nice. Be fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I like I like I like the Jazz, um, and I think this is, a, this is a great matchup, Jazz. All right. So speaking of the Thunder, pretty up and down season. Who took a long time to really find their identity, if they even have it. Uh, you know, this team mm-hmm. just has so much talent. It's really surprised they didn't do better this season. Uh, they're fifth in rebounds per game, 24th in three-point percentage. Uh, biggest surprise to me is might just be Carmelo Anthony, who just looks awful. Like, it's almost, like, sad to watch. Like, it really is. Like, I almost just feel bad for the guy. Um, but, you know, Russell Westbrook, again, averages a triple-double. First and assist, first and assist percentage, third and usage. Um, you know, first time that's ever happened in NBA history. You got Stephen Adams, who's second in offensive rebounding percentage, great uh, rebounding center. Uh, you know, obviously you got Paul George playing great. Um, Coach Billy Donovan uh, has some playoff experience, so that should be good for this team. Uh, but you know, I just, I just don't think of the Thunder as being a consistent team. Uh, to really pull away and win this series. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jazz in seven. Uh, I still think that the Warriors, or the, sorry, the Thunder should be able to win a couple games. Um, and uh, I expect uh, West, Russell Westbrook will be able to take over a game or two at least. Uh, but ultimately, I see the Jazz uh, just playing better defense and more consistent basketball uh, than what I think the Thunder can do. Uh, Don, what, uh, what is your prediction? Um, I think that the playoffs are going to be a lot different for the Thunder than the regular season. Um, just because the rotations get smaller in the playoffs and superstars tend to shine more in the playoffs. They get the ball more often. And I think that matchup-wise, I think Thunder have advantage. I think Westbrook definitely over Donovan Mitchell. And I think that Steven Adams can give Gobert a really hard time. Uh, and then that leaves who's going to guard Paul George. You know, I think Paul George is going to have a monster series. Uh, I think actually Melo will have a couple of really big games too. And I think I think that the Thunder will. And I hope I hope they turn it on in the playoffs. Uh, I think they will. I think that everything will start clicking. At least they'll start making their shots because it's hard for Westbrook, Paul George, and Melo. You know, three offensively gifted players not to make shots, especially in the playoffs, you know, like that's for all three of them not to be making shots in the playoffs. That's kind of unreasonable. Oh, I yeah. think they're going to be making a bunch of shots. Uh, but I, that being said, I think the Jazz are a solid team, but I think the Thunder are going to edge him out in seven just because of offensive power. Who's going to jo- guard Paul George. You're uh, giving some disrespect to Joe Ingles over there, Don. No uh, say. <laughs> Who you got in this series? Bro, honestly, it's going to be the Thunder just because, I mean, it's when you have a guy that's averaging a second triple-double in the season, like, you cannot, like, the, if they throw a double seal on him and you still have Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, who are, like a, like a Don said, are just going to be able to put up shots like that, 
it's going to be hard pressed for them to constantly have this defensive stoppage to you know put out these fires that they can take control of. And how wild would it be to see like you know what if like the big three and the Thunder all of a sudden just like clicked into the series and took it all the way to like the freaking championship? Like they just they blossomed finally and just decided they to, could do that. They really yeah. could. Like what if they just finally blossomed and realized like each other's potential and just. I don't know. Highly, highly like a Cinderella moment for a second there, but yeah, they definitely have the talent to do it. Exit. There's you no can't sleep on that. It's going to be six games of Thunder yeah. Four. Um, uh, I guess closing thoughts will be that. Well, I have a prediction that if the Thunder win the first round, that they will beat the Rockets in the second round and go to the conference finals. Oh, my God. Play the Warriors. And then oh, dude, Warriors Thunder wild. is going to be crazy. <laughs> dude, could you imagine? Jesus. The, the, but, yeah. Could you imagine a Carmelo yeah, in, in the freaking playoffs like that? Oh, my goodness. I th- I don't know what That's would happen. The curse of Chris Paul or the curse of Carmelo. Dude, real. The, uh, well, I don't know what would went out there. Maybe they would just be locked in equilibrium Bro, like, in a continual <laughs> overtime for the, till the end of days in game that's seven. That's what I'm saying. Like the cancels, the, yeah, the curses cancel out, and then you have both players uh, having drop and quadruple doubles every game. Chris Paul blocks, and uh, Carmelo and Carmelo Steele's playing defense for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. No, Carmelo gets <laughs> Oh, man. I just would like to, you know, just looking back on our picks, I would like to point out that this is, you know, the NBA is usually pretty predictable. I mean, just from uh, all of us, there's really only three upset picks that we have uh, between all three of us. Uh, you know, the NBA, you can most, you most times will know, uh, you know, who's going to have the better matchup, who has the better coach. And, you know, you know, occasional three-point shots here and there, you're probably going to know who's going to win this series. Um, but we'll be interesting to see uh, if the Rockets can um, keep this streak going into the playoffs, if the Warriors can stay healthy, if the Thunder can finally get it together. Uh, the West, I think, should just have their own championship, in my opinion. All right. Sure. And uh, Ose, how can the people find you on the Twitter? Um, it's going to be at Osezyfoshezy, O-S-E-Z-Y-F-O-S-H-E-Z-Y. And Don, how can people find you? And uh, go ahead and give a shout out to your uh, photography uh, company. Oh, yes. Uh, if you can find me at Don Langbaum on Instagram and then – if you want to see some cool art, go to at mache.digital. All right. Well. So for Ose, for Don, enjoy the first round of the playoffs, folks. We will be back for the second round. Uh, I am, Make sure to give the podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, follow us on iTunes at the BBB Podcast, on Twitter at the BBB Pod. Uh, have a good day, folks. See you later.